Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, I'm referring to growth in our relationships with God and in our relationships with one another. I want to take a minute and uh, just really take some time and express to some of you who are listening and kind of playing with the idea of whether or not you should begin a podcast, this whole thing of podcasting, right? And my encouragement to you is yes, please, for your sake, if you're thinking about it, take some time and actually dive in and do some podcasting. A couple of years ago, I would have said you're crazy. (laughs) Yeah, right. I didn't have really any interest at all in it. And I didn't want to take the time to learn. And when I kind of was presented with the idea, I really wasn't, again, I wasn't interested. I I thought that just wasn't me. I wasn't savvy enough. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. Until I really got in, it was was impressed on me to get this started. In fact, for me, it was the Lord God Almighty for real impressing on this whole thing upon me in a very clear and strong way that this was an act of obedience that he wanted me to involve myself in. And so initially, reluctantly, I did. And as I dove into it more, I began to see and really feel how good this really can be. And so if you're in a situation or you're that type of person where you say, I don't know if I got the time where I'm skilled enough. You are. And you can find some time. And there are so many different avenues to go about doing things. And also, your voice is necessary, man. We all have a story. Each of us has a voice. And yeah, you say, well, it's like, how many of folks are out there doing this stuff? You know, millions? I don't know if you've taken a toll recently on the population worldwide, but we're in the billions. And so a drop in the ocean, uh, yeah, but at least it's a drop and it's in the ocean. And so also, have you ever taken time to listen to like a bunch of single drops all put together and what they sound like, like in a waterfall? It's just majestic. Now, if you take one drop of them by itself and drop it on the ground, it's kind of a drip, you know, it's just a little drips, whatever. But you take all of those together and they tune in and are dropped 
so to speak, on one note. <laughs> Powerful. Same type of thing goes along with podcasting. No, the market's not flooded. And also, your voice is necessary. Now, you're talking to a person who is not in the area of serving the Lord. I believe that we are in cooperation, not in competition when we're serving the Lord. Kind of like that thing when Jesus was, you know, I had a couple of his disciples came up and said, Lord, you know, we, we I, I saw these other people down there and they were casting out demons and they were using your name. You know, and we told them to stop. What do you think? And Jesus goes, oh, don't, don't, don't tell them to stop. Those who are, you know, they're not against us. They're for us, man. You know, they're, they're, they're maybe not on the same squad, but they're on the same team, man. So there's room. And in the area of podcasting, there's room. And also, fortunately, in this particular podcast, we aren't doing it for money, which really takes all the pressure off things for me. Money can and most often becomes funny, even with the best intentions. And so when we've removed that from the table and there is no money involved, the opportunity to do things becomes a bit, it's just psychologically, nothing else. It's, it's, it has a freedom to it. And so all of that to say your voice is necessary and maybe you just need to hear someone else say that and say, man, now that's like the 500 person to tell me that. Yeah. Okay. 500 right here. Me. Yep. You should probably do it. And so what I'm doing today is taking just a few minutes and I'm going to freewheel for a while, so to speak. And I get the opportunity and I take the opportunity when it's presented to me to have a podcast like this or a teaching setting like this, because for me, this is not work. This is some of my pleasure right here. This is something that just really, like Jesus said, when his disciples came to him you know, after they went out to get some food and he was talking to this woman at the well and they came up to him and uh, they said, well, you know, master, don't, don't, you know, don't you want something to eat? He goes, I have food to eat that you don't know about. And they're like, oh man, did somebody bring him something to eat while we were gone? And what he was referring to was serving his father, serving God, the father. There's nothing like it, man. There's absolutely nothing that can compare to serving the Lord. Serving people while you're serving the Lord, it is almost a selfish thing. It's not, but I mean, getting something from giving is absolutely true in this regard. And so for me, this is pleasure. And if someone is able to benefit from it, man, that is like icing on the cake. So, what I'm doing today is reviewing some stuff that I've heard along the line, long, 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 long line. Well, I've heard previously, and it's kind of stayed with me, and they're one-liners. One-liners are, to me, sometimes some of the cool stuff that you can lay out on anybody, man. You can just in a one-liner and let it hang there, or maybe provide a little bit of commentary behind it, but just lay out a good one-liner and it's like a picture. It's worth a thousand more words. And <laughs> thought, well, well, maybe it's because people 
throughout my life have thrown me into this comparison thing, saying, well, you kind of look like, or you sound like, and that's cool, you know, I, I, get, I get it. They think, well, you kind of look a little bit like a cross between Andrew Dice Clay, Jackie Gleason, and Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't even know what to say about that. I'm the guy who says, you know what? Um, I think that people should be saying this. They kind of look like me, right? <laughs> that's that's a joke. But anyway, I love one-liners. Okay, back to the point. I love one-liners. And so, you know, the whole thing about one-liners is they are short, sweet, and hard to beat. How about that, right? They are easy sometimes to remember and difficult to forget. And what I have written down here is this. Anyway, if you hide who you really are, there's going to be trouble waiting to show its ugly head just around the corner. So, even though I get no respect, away we go. <laughs> That's a one-liner from all three of those guys. Rodney Dangerfield, Andrew Dice Clay, and Jackie Gleason. So, this is a random list of either a one-liner or some short pithy sayings or pithy sayings, like a proverb. It's some thought-provoking stuff that has helped me over the years. So, I think you're going to enjoy it, and I hope that it, if nothing else, gives you a laugh or maybe some inspiration or perhaps even some wisdom. But here we go, man. Now... Once again, this whole thing comes out of my heart, right? And it's fresh. And my heart, actually my heart right now, <laughs> I did a list of things, what my heart, how my heart is vibing right now, my presence. If you were to walk in this room and feel what kind of presence is in this room, this is what you'd feel. You'd feel love, you'd feel peace, joy. You feel some faith, quite a bit of faith. You feel a lot of hope. You feel this solid thing inside, like everything's in right order, man. Things in good condition. And there would be kind of like uh, a sense of healings, man. And miracles, signs, and wonders. That's the vibe that's coming through in this podcast concerning stuff that I'm reading and just some of it's coming right straight off my head, man. So one day, as I'm reviewing this, one day I was uh, I was in this setting with several hundred people, and there was a teacher that was there slash preacher, and he was sharing a story about some things that were pertinent to my life, man. And while he was talking... You know how you can trail off, you know, someone's talking and you start thinking about something else? Well, while he was talking, I had this trailing off thing that was going on. And it was like, I thought, and this picture started playing out in my head. When I was a kid, I would sometimes go to places where my mom and dad, my dad, primarily he was an insurance salesman, part-time. <laughs> he'd go out on these farms, and he'd be selling them farm insurance. And so... 
I was young and I was I had to go long, and so I'd go along these trips, these road trips, and my dad was selling insurance, and sometimes we'd go to these places and there'd be kids that were there, and I was kind of shy growing up, and I had some stuff that had taken place that was a little bit painful, that uh, you know just made me a little bit gun shy around kids, and so. Sometimes we go to this place or these places, and there'd be kids that were around. And this one particular place I went to, there were these kids that were there, and I could just tell that they were up to no good. I must have been like, I don't know, six, seven. And what I did was I hid in the back seat of my mom and dad's car while they went inside to do this insurance thing. And I'm in the back seat of this car on the floor waiting because they said they wouldn't be long. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait here. And so I, they, they started coming around the car. They were looking in the windows. I'm on the floor of the back seat. And they were like, are you going to come out? They're calling me. Are you going to come out? Come on out. And I could just tell that they were up to no good. And I really didn't know exactly what it was that they were planning on doing. But to me, it was no good. And so I just stayed there. Finally, my mom and dad came back. We took off. And that was that. Well, while I met this gathering of people, that scenario comes into mind. And I had, throughout my life, really had an insecurity issue going on with me. And it was something that I really didn't talk about much. Tried to keep under wraps, kept under wraps. But periodically, I would come in contact with people and I would just inside shrink. I'd feel like I was like that six, seven-year-old boy. It was so awkward, man. I'm like, ah, I want to get out of here as quick as I possibly could. And sometimes I couldn't. And I'd be fumbling around. Sometimes I'd say stupid things. Sometimes I'd do things that I didn't want to do. It was just a problem. And so I get this picture of me as a kid in the backseat of my mom and dad's car. And these kids around. And I hear distinctly this little phrase. <laughs> Here it is. He said, unlock the door and come out and play. And it just reduced me to tears because that was the voice of the Lord. Unlock the door and come out and play. And in my mind's eye, I did that very thing and I kind of saw myself go out and play. And uniquely enough, it was shortly after that period of time that I realized that that particular element of insecurity in my life had been addressed, and now I was able to deal with it and move beyond it at that point in time. Now, since I've had other aspects of that that I've had to confront and deal with, but that was a that was a victory that I could mark down and say, yep, got that one down, and it prepared me for another one. There was on another occasion, I heard this, I was in this prayer place, and all of a sudden I hear this in my, when I say here, I mean in my heart. Deep inside I heard, for me to be truly made whole, I must first be broken. For me to be truly heard, I must first be silent. Huh. I'm like, wow, I must first be silent. And uniquely enough, I took that to heart. And I allowed some things in my life where I needed, I had pride. I was pretty, I had some conceited issues and superior, some superiority that I had regarding other people. And I need to be broken, man. 
And I had to go to places where I could see where I would be without God's help. And it just, it, it broke my heart. Uniquely enough, that helped me become a more whole, holy person. Same thing went with being able to communicate. I had to be a good listener. I had to stop and not think of what I was going to say next and actually listen. And then I was able to speak. You know, the other thing that I heard and understood is like comparing, in my mind's eye, comparing God's presence to uh, uh, to water. Compare God's presence to water, right? And so one day I heard him say in my heart, he said, you know, a person, David, a person can't expect a cocktail straw to handle the water pressure from the fire hydrant. <laughs> so you can't expect to handle the pressure of my increased presence unless I prepare you for it. I'm doing the necessary work in you, but I'm doing it with you. You've got to have the cocktail straw removed and a fire hose designed for the pressure of my increased presence to replace it on the inside so it can flow out. Wow. I'm like, that makes sense. But also, wow, what's that going to take? What has to be removed in order for the flow of God's presence on me, in me, to flow out through me or from me? He had to take a cocktail straw. Take the picture how much water can you get through a cocktail straw? You can get some, but a whole lot more from a fire hydrant and a fire hose, right? But if you try to take that cocktail straw and pump that water that's coming out of the fire hose, ah, it just makes a mess. Now, I've never heard that illustration from anyone else ever prior to me hearing that, and so I kind of shared it here and there. And lo and behold, it wasn't just a couple months ago, I heard someone publicly say that very thing. And <laughs> it's a joke, right? I thought, no, not that. This is the joke coming up. I thought that I was special and that God only told me that. Right? Man, there's nothing new under the sun, kids. There's <laughs> so, one more, one more little quick thing, man. When I had this one encounter with God that just blew me away in a I didn't know if it was audible or if it was inward, but this is what I heard. I heard God say to me, because I had told the Lord at that point in time, I, I was just crying profusely. I said, God, because I, I heard him say, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. And I'm like, ah, I said, God, I created a monster. And he said, I can use the monster. I'm going to use you. And that wonderful. <laughs> You know, these one-liners in life. Sometimes the one-liner, you know, you're, you're you're listening to somebody talk, and it's not rude if you hear something that they say, and you just kind of put that on pause, and you think on that for a minute, and they can talk for 10 more minutes, so you don't hear anything that they're saying. I'm talking about like a preacher man or something like that, right? Now, podcast, you can stop. Wink, wink. Podcast, you can stop, and then you can come back to it and listen some more. 
you can't always do that live, right? Of course. So I'm going to share some more familiar ones with you, and then we're going to wrap it up. And once again, like I said, this for me is like candy. This is dessert. This is just fun. But in doing so, because it's fun, I'm freewheeling in many respects, but also letting things just come out of my heart and mind. I found that in those settings on the receiving end, like yourself on the receiving end, when a person's like that, <laughs> it's like, why can't you always be like that, dude? That's where it's really at. And so I'm not sure if that's the case, that's the point, whatever. But I'm going to wrap it up by sharing some more familiar ones with you. Some of you get a kick out of some are really, really are just solid and they're, they're righteous. Here's one. If I had a nickel, right? Oh, cute as a bug's ear. You don't know what you got until you lose it. I'll never forget the look on their face when. I haven't heard that one in a coon's age. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. She ages like fine wine, just keeps getting better and better. Love wins. I've paid my dues. There is no next time. It's too late. It's never too late. Now that was right on time. No time like the present. Now that's what I'm talking about. Give them an inch and they'll take a mile. That was so good. I think I'll have another. Perfect love casts out all fear. Peace that passes all understanding. Be still. Be quiet. Love never fails. You are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end. I am alive in Christ. Wow. Huh? One-liners. Pithy, pithy, proverbial sayings, right? Sometimes, like a picture, man, these little things can speak volumes. And so, you know, man, I, I really, I just, I hope you got something out of this. In fact, I know you did. Something, somewhere, someone's going to hear this and say, that eh, was not a bad 25 minutes, you know, whatever. And our lives, you see, we have the opportunity to have the blanks filled in on some of this stuff, you know. It's like fill in the blanks for stuff you know, right? Of course. Let's fill in blanks with things that speak life, right? We have so much stuff going on that is competing for our attention and some of it's really loud and some of it's really negative. Some of it's lewd. Some of it is deceitful. Some of it is good. Some of it's great. 
Some of it is awesome. Some of it is ugly. There is really a no shortage of opportunities to have stuff going on. In fact, we live in a very noisy world, very noisy society. And for us to have our minds, our hearts filled with things, I mean, if I let someone else fill my mind, that's really not their fault. And ultimately, it's my responsibility. Privilege and responsibility, right? I have the privilege of choosing, and I have the responsibility of choosing. So I choose life, man. I've tried the other, and it's really, not only is it overrated, it, in many respects, is deceitful, and it is harmful, and I'm talking about things pertaining to the world, the flesh, and the devil. And if you don't know what that means, take some time and do a real good study in the ancient Greek language from the New Testament and find out what those words mean. It'll blow your mind. That society that is designed underneath that particular umbrella, the world, the flesh, and the devil, on the outside looks absolutely marvelous in many respects, but inwardly it is rotten. It's like a a whitewashed tomb, like a thing that looks good on the outside, but inside dead men's bones. All right, let's pray, folks. Father, thank you. (laughs) Thank you that you give us the opportunity to have our minds renewed, that we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds, and that what we place inside of us filters in and affects how we think and what we do. And that you have given us the privilege and the responsibility to have those things taking place in our lives that are fruitful, that bring glory to you. Father, I acknowledge that you are center stage, God. You really are. I take myself away from that spot and other people as well. And you are center stage. It's not as though I place you on there, Lord. I just simply remove all other things to compete or that try to vie for my attention in there. And you, God are the center of my attention. I love you. I need you. I want more of you. Father, I pray this together with others as a corporate, but as a personal singular prayer. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Make your home in us and demonstrate yourself through us. Father, thank you for demonstrating the life of your Son by the Holy Spirit, both to us and through us. Thank you. Amen. All right, folks. That's 26 minutes. One minute over time. Hey, I hope that your day goes well, you're weak, whatever, and uh, say something nice to somebody today. And how about this one? Give someone an unexpected gift just because. All right. Love you. Take care. Bye.